right. Here we go. Now, I've been told, got to keep this short. Aaron's got people coming in. Got to keep this a short episode. So even, I even did the short gong sound there, okay? So I want you to respect that. <laughs> short. So I'm just going to point gong. out when I don't go long, okay? That's going to help us stay on track. We're going to do a short episode, okay? Multiple complaints from multiple people in the Zoom meeting. I would say, in fact, <laughs> 75% of the people complained about the length. <laughs> I've been actually I've been getting a lot of complaints about that I haven't been going very long recently. <laughs> complaints about the length. <laughs> complaints about the length, duration, and distance. Rob, did you have a cupping treatment? A cupping treatment? Yeah, of course. Oh wow! I got on. The, I I woke up today. I texted my masseuse person, and she's like, "Can you be here in forty-five minutes?" And I was like, "Yes, I can. I'll be right there." Oh wow! And then she took the cups, and when she was done, she just put them in a Tupperware bin. And I was like, there's no way those are getting clean. There's just 0% chance. Like, there's no way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just knew it. I was kind of like, oh, But I've never heard of anybody catching back lice, so I think I'll be fine. Uh, in 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music. prefer to call them back crabs. Scoriated the order and let us make this podcast. We are fine, far from experts. crabs. And we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please, I'm powering through. We got to get done, guys. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 157. And from 1995, we've got Oasis... With parentheses, what's the story? Close parentheses, morning glory. All right. Appreciate the grammatical accuracy. Hey, Aaron, I'm actually trying to get through this episode pretty fast. So let's just get right into it. We're not even going to mess around. Let's get right into our intro. Okay. Everybody's got to wake up tomorrow. Everybody, no wasted time. Okay. There's no fun zone. Uh, no fun um, zone. Fun, sir. Speaking of no fun zone, let's listen to the parody you know, song. That you know, the I, last time I was in a no fun zone? Was in college at Coach K's basketball class where we played oh. defense, and he didn't let us have fun in that class. <laughs> he was a no fun yeah. zone. Yeah, <laughs> no fun zone. Seriously, would... how how much can one guy talk about that he once coached with Clem Haskins and the Gopher team? How many times can yeah, the guy every, bring it up? Every week. That's weird because my dad wrote papers for a lot of those guys. He's like Vashon Leonard. I was his uh, tutor. <laughs> All right, you know that he's he's still the coach at St. Olaf. We were there 20 years ago and I thought he was well yeah. ready to retire. He's still the coach. Wow. I mean, Olaf. what's the expectations are low, right? Just like, what don't are you gonna do? get your yeah. kids arrested. Matt, listen, I hate to do this. I got to make a sting for asking you to do this. I don't want to waste time by doing this myself. Can you just look up St. Olaf's basketball record for like the last 20 years? I'm just curious. <laughs> no, they've actually, you know what? They, they, they won a couple years ago. They've actually been good, but I'll look it up while you, uh, All right. while we listen to K-Rob. Right. We'll, we'll come Sounds back. Sounds good. Uh, let's get into K-Rob. Now guys, Over this under 12 and a half dunks in the history of St. Olaf basketball. <laughs> 12 and a half. Over I, saw, under. I saw Devin George throw it down. Does that count? No, it doesn't uh, count. But for St. Olaf, though. Oh, for yeah. St. Olaf? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say under for sure. The only thing the only thing a basketball player at St. Olaf has ever dunked is <laughs> when he dunked Dave's credit card over and over and never paid him back. <laughs> don't, 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 don't don't borrow don't that guy anymore. Never. I, I thought you said anybody. drunk when he peed in that kid's room down on when oh, I was in Thorson. Oh. That Saturday night he came in. He's like, he's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, no, the peeing on the bottom bunk like it's a trough. All right. Guys, I got I got big news for you. This week we went to KRBBC. We went across the oh, pond. Let's Fritz. see what's going on across the pond at my uh, at the sister station. What's up, mate? 
Welcome to K-Rob, London style. That's right, we've got K-Rob now in the heart of Bedfordshire town. Now, put down your figgy pudding and listen up. What if your boss was your mate? And what if your mate was your boss? Ooh, that's a good one, British Rob. Oh, yeah. Pop on a shirt and you go to work and you realize Aaron is your boss. All you would really have to do is say that you love oyster sauce. I can't imagine yep. having Aaron be in charge of me somehow. I obsessed about this idea all day, just thinking about Aaron as my boss. <laughs> On teams you talk dandelion greens or how you really hate gout. You dig yep. talking about figs when your Zoom meeting's about to start. Your reports better be done correctly and on Aaron's desk within the hour. <laughs> then he says team building is important. Yeah. So he flies all the way up to Portland. He buys a bunch of books and I guess boxing is what he is into Below plan for this episode. Did it better. So you're only going to get a 3.1 percent raise instead of 3.2 if you had busted your ass. I'm so happy that uh, I'm so happy that I don't know what that means. Listen, okay, I will say I had a rhyme in that song with talk on Slack and pickleback, but I didn't uh, I didn't go for that one. Too many, not enough, not enough other rhymes. Listen, what's up? I've got four. I don't know what's up. I've got four guys here who are definitely not trying to pretend to be the Beatles. Okay, and that has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. Uh, this is Beck Did It Better. We are talking about Oasis at 157. And I've got Matt in... Where are you, Matt? North Dakota. North Dakota. North Matt's Dakota. in North Dakota. North I was like, Dakota. the camera angle's weird. Uh, I'm doing well, Rob. I just Matt. wanted to, to listen to all, all the listeners. Please don't put your life in the hands of a rock and roll podcast. Oh, don't just do don't do it. Don't yeah. do you know it. what? You could do it with us, though. We'll take good care of you. <laughs> I've got Russell in uh, Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, there are many things that I'd like to say to you, but I don't know how. But maybe our friendship is going to be the thing that saves me. Because after all, compared to you, I am super tall. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. You know what? I haven't thought about that in days, and now I'm bummed again. <laughs> Reminder. Jeez, Louise, oh, that's terrible. I've got out about. in California now. Aaron, now, Aaron earlier was a little bit lost in California until he saw a guy drop his waffle on the beach. He dropped his waffle on the beach. And then he knew for sure he was in San Diego. San Diego. Mm, I get, oh, I get it. I get it. Ego waffle. San Diego. Lego my ego. The other ego stuff. Ego waffle is almost like ATM machine, right? You don't need to say. Does ego make it anything else? I don't know. 
Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Let's talk about Oasis. Man, you are busy, aren't you? You got guests coming in. What, you been cleaning the house today or what? That was for that's that's for one of our listeners. You guys know the anyway, anyway, we just skip all of Rolling Go Aaron, Aaron's got I, guests. Jesus Christ, right fine, Aaron. We'll super go. Super early hour of okay. 9.30. Rolling oh, well toned, rolling bone, or rolling. No, they're on their way here right now, 9 30 p.m. I would, that, I would also that, like to say you know, they're, we're all they're happy. arriving this evening. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm always happier to start earlier, everybody. Just to let everybody know. I was sitting in a Zoom room for a half hour, not knowing it was the wrong room. Agree. I understand. I understand. Who has guests come over at 9 30 at night? That's crazy. They're flying from Minnesota. Yeah, you know. Aaron, you guys are very, you're, you're so cocksure about always having people stay at your house. Make them stay at a hotel. <laughs> oh, great. I'm going to edit this sure. out too, I think. I think I know where this is did going. You, did you check to make sure they weren't allergic to cats? Yeah. Uh, well, the cats don't live in here. We can't, listen, if you want to start the cat conversation right now, we can, but they, they don't live inside. <laughs> but I got a lot of cat stories. But they've seen you naked. Interested. But they have seen you naked, just to review. Yeah. They, well, they they do come in once in a while. They brought, I mean, the Alice brought us a mouse inside uh, the mm-hmm. other day. Yep. Yeah, and then and so yeah, they don't live I there, they, but they are. They have seen me naked, and they're bringing gifts. So, listen, Aaron, let's get. Doesn't matter how busy you are. Listen, I, I respect that you're busy. You got people come over. As somebody who lives in a small place, I get what that's like. Okay. Respect. And of course, the people visiting, you always want to see them equally as everybody else. It's not going to be a problem. They'll, they'll probably show up early, too, when you really, oh, like, isn't it the God. worst when people show up early? Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's get into the voice now. I forgot to text you guys about this one. But. On the back line, 802-277-BECK. Can I have? That's 802-277-2325. Can I have five minutes to think of my answer? Uh, yeah, can you we, can. You can know just what? pause for, okay. We can, take, we can take our time. We can take our time. Yeah, right. Let's just wait a bit. This is going to be a hard no, one. No, 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 no need to rush. So you all met each other at St. Olaf College. And what I would like you to share is what was your reasoning to pick going to St. Olaf College? You know, the second best college in the city of Northfield. Bye. Jeez, was that? That charm? would be my cousin who seems to be calling a lot recently. I don't know. I don't know uh, what's going new on. New child, <laughs> new, new kid, nothing she going on. She's got bored out of her mind. Yep. That that is kind of depressing though. When you're like you went to the second best liberal arts school in a small town. Like we yeah. did, you didn't even go to the best one in a small town. What are we? What are, this man? I shouldn't even do this. But you want to hear the more depressing story? Yeah. Uh, Mine's the, okay. mine's the number one most depressing story about why to go to St. Olaf, but I'll, I'll start off, which is I went to St. Olaf College because when I was 11, my children's choir drove to Minneapolis and did some concerts. And on the way, we stopped in Northfield and did some choral uh, workshops with Anton Armstrong. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Wanted to go there from that point on. Wanted to be in the St. Olaf Choir. I did it. I got there. <laughs> I, I took conducting classes yeah. with Anton Armstrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Never never made it into the St. Olaf Choir. Oh. Didn't, didn't make it into the St. Olaf Choir. <laughs> to be fair, though, Aaron, I think, like, you you didn't make it, like, your sophomore year, and then I think that annoyed you, and then you were like, fuck it, I'm not, tr- I'm not, I'm not working to be a part of this again. Is that right? I think that's true. I tried twice, and then I was like, ah, fuck those guys. And, like, it is it is a, a regret now. I should have tried one more time. I, got, I, I have to ask, because I don't know. I know nothing about this, but that, that choir is huge, right? And I'm, oh, this is not a man. shot at you. Oh, man. <laughs> but, but, no, but I knew I knew How multiple people that tried out. In, but like, right? yeah. I know. But what, what is the deal? I mean, like, is there... Is there like a hundred people in the choir and six hundred people of the three thousand or whatever try out? Yeah, or what? I mean, exactly what is the what stats? Is. No, I don't know. Is what it? This, okay. No, I mean, there's 
what, there's 10 people in a section. So there's yeah. 40 men and 40 women at any given time, I think, right? Because there's... Gotcha. Okay. So, and, and 81 people tried out. And I, and I didn't, didn't make it. it. That's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I drove to Missouri overnight as a oh, way to go. Oh, no. You're, yeah. Well, what I don't get is I didn't know they had a, a marine bio major, Aaron. I mean, you're doing coral studies. I don't... <laughs> but, Hello? but there has to be reasons to it though beyond like Aaron whether it's maybe is your voice not fit in, in a choir as well because you were a more talented oh, singer guys. we had friends that were in that choir that they all said you were a better singer than them uh, one was a very good friend of ours who was in in the limestones actually and he was in the St. Olaf Choir, wasn't he? Beep, 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 wah. Yeah, it just yeah. I mean, it, I, it just didn't it didn't work out. It didn't fit. I was singing the wrong part, or it, it didn't. I'm not sure exactly. I I had a good relationship with Anton Armstrong. I took conducting class with him. Mm-hmm. It was all fine, but yeah, never never made <laughs> Aaron, it into the would, choir. If you would have went to Carleton, the better college in Northfield, you wouldn't have made any choir. They, they would have, have, they would have not had you at any of the music program, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even. It's a better there. school. I could have done something else. I could have studied philosophy or whatever. Yeah. What if the oh, person God. coming over to visit Aaron tomorrow <laughs> is Dr. Armstrong? No. Aaron's like, <laughs> no. no, you can come at my house, sleep in the garage, old man. Get out there. Aaron's <laughs> being hard on himself, though. Like, Aaron was never part of the big choir, but Aaron put on shows as a solo artist. Like, he, he mm-hmm. had... Uh, hundreds of people come to recitals where he was a soloist singing amazingly on stage. So, you might not have been in the choir, but I'd rather be the the big fish. You you were the the man on stage by yourself. Hundreds is very generous, I, but thank you, Russell. I, I went to that. a I went to a senior recital. I was there, and then when he got you married, I was like looking through the mail. I was like, I must have missed something. <laughs> I went. I'm trying to support my friend, but I guess. And then I'm looking. I'm like, well, who was in my wedding? Who was in my wedding? Let's see. Who did I have sing? Where, oh, that's right. Where Aaron. Like I've got the perfect place to wear these sandals, this maroon shirt, oh, this yellow tie. Okay. Where would I? Oh, where would I love to wear this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is, we're gonna have to get into this sometime. It's, it's a weird hole in that. I mean, short period of my life where, like, I think about my early twenties. I think about like playing racquetball with Russell and Rob, and then like think about Rob's wedding, and then somehow it, Rob, I swear, is because you were gone. I swear, yeah. it's because you lived in far flung places. I was like, oh, Rob, I'm sure Rob's not gonna come all this way for this wedding. Yeah. Where the mail wasn't delivered. So far away. Now, listen. You know what, though? I'll say this. If I remember correctly, I don't think, I don't remember, Aaron, you having a super huge wedding. I don't think there was a lot of the St. Olaf crew that, oh, went, that was invited to your wedding, if I remember uh, right. You're saying it I was too big big. to come to a wedding? It wasn't super huge? There's only normal-sized people? There's very few things I would do over in life, but one of them is if I could time travel, it would be... Uh, I would uh-huh. recover the fumble in the state championship yes. game football that I just yep. missed. I would uh, get those Prince tickets, and I would invite Rob to my wedding. Those are the three things if, wow. I, could, if I could time not travel. Bad. Not bad. <laughs> I didn't know Matt at St. Olaf, really, right? <laughs> Matt and I connected he's, later. He's standing firm. Yeah. He's standing firm on that one. So, Aaron, that was a – and it's so funny, Aaron, because when we're in college, we think like, oh, man, you know, I really – my whole life was geared toward getting in this choir, and now I'm just going to have to change what I always wanted. And then by the time you're 43, you're like, oh, yeah, there's another life dream. Not going to happen. Oh, well. I'll just throw that out there on this wildly popular podcast, and yeah, people are going to listen guys, to this story. You guys know why I went to St. Olaf? Why did you go to St. Olaf, Russell? Actually, I, I visited a handful of colleges, probably like five or six, where you did the visit, you did the tours and everything. And I went to St. Olaf, and I just had a really good tour – and it was the same day in 1998 that the Vikings drafted Randy Moss, the a.k.a. Freak. the Super Freak. And I remember listening to it in the car ride home. And I think I was just in such a good mood because we drafted Randy so Moss high. that I associated it with the going to 
touring St. Olaf and I was pumped. And then I went there and I got there and I was like, oh, I'm the only kid in the whole auditorium wearing a baseball hat. Like maybe this wasn't the right <laughs> mm-hmm. choice. Welcome to St. Olaf. <laughs> Matt, why did you decide to go there? I, I, to this day, I still have no idea. I mean, to say that I was recruited to play baseball would be a wildly overstating, you know, I probably got some like form letter. Um, I think my head baseball coach was like, went to the St. Olaf in the sixties and was like, Oh, I think you'd fit in well down there. Kind of a thing. And then his son was roommates with uh, the, who's the guy who's the head coach there now when they played at St. Olaf, things like that. So I had no idea. I, 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 I wish I would have toured 10 colleges. I think I toured three Gustavus Mankato was just like a backup. And then like, I went to St. Olaf and I was like, well, this is, this seems like a cool place. And they had math and econ and all that stuff. And, and they, you know, kind of said, Hey, you want to come play baseball? And so that was, that was about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, to this day, I probably should have gone to like a big 10 school or something, but I don't know. It, I, I have no idea how I ended up there or why I ended up there, but it was, ended up being a great decision. How lucky are we that we ended up here because we all made those choices? Yeah. Rob, how did you end up right. at St. Olaf? I bet, I bet Rob's milkman must have suggested it to oh. him. <laughs> yeah, he had gone to St. Olaf. He was in the Holy Choir. So that's great. You got to try it out. Uh, I was also, I was kind of, I was there when the coaches came. They asked me to come down for football. Not really recruited, but I went and when the coach was there, he goes, you know, there's three women for every one guy at St. Olaf. And I was like, can, uh, can I come back with you right now? Like, can I, <laughs> is that possible? Can I get in your car? I tried to go away. What he didn't say is, Rob, where else, where else would you go to play football? Was there any other option? Carlton was like, it was, Carlton was big time. Then St. John's sent letters, but, but, but that's about it. But yeah, I mean, they would, but then they would also just bring down, you can tell they just were looking at the programs too. Like had no idea because they would also bring down the tallest guy and the fattest guy on the team who happened to be the same guy (laughs) did not do anything, but I always be like, all right, get recruited college football place at the table. And then it's me and fat Jimmy. And I'm like, no, fat Jimmy's here. Anybody's here. (laughs) Hey Rob. Hey little Joe. Now you thought that was, you thought that was fat Jimmy. Didn't you check your biases at the door? That was little Joe. Fat, fat Jimmy also had a voice like this. Hey, Rob. Oh. Rob would come into the, the offensive meeting and he'd be like, Rob, tall, fat guy. And then Big Jimmy would come in and be like, yeah. he'd be taller, fatter guy. <laughs> you know, like, remember starting tailback, starting tailback? Yeah. yeah. They had me carry a football around and I fumbled it. And of course, they had to recover it. And then when I looked up, I saw a math equation on the blackboard. And I solved it easily. And that's how I got into St. Olaf. Not a big deal for me. Uh, rolling going. Aaron, how's it rolling going with you? In this, the speed round. Beck did it better. It's going It's going great. I have a couple of... Oh, uh, no, Aaron. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I got a couple. Oh. I, was, I, you know, there was, I had a callback to one of our previous topics, and now I've lost it. So I, I, had, I was thrown off. Um, I had a good day today. I had some car stuff going on as usual the car had a recall on the trailer hitch so i had to go out to concord and take the car in for the do you ever do you ever hitch anything this is a good day this you started this by saying i had a good day yeah Uh, you actually you actually respond to those things when they send you recall yeah man it said it was gonna start the house on fire so i was like well i guess i better get this thing fixed um i did hitch yeah, because it's got an electric hookup. I don't fucking You're know, in- but I was like, I went and did the recall. You got home insurance? Who cares? <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Let's go. 
Let's do it. So, but I do hitch stuff, uh, Russell. That's how we put the bike rack on the car. So mm, the, the bike rack goes into the hitch. So I drove wow. out to Concord to get the car looked at. As he's driving out, the bikes are on fire behind him. Jesus, no, it's happened. It, it, it really happened. So as you do, you take a walk through the nice city of Concord, California, while your car's in the shop. And I walk past I walk past a porch that had an honest-to-God couch on the porch. Oh, yeah. And I thought, like, this is genius. Like, I, yep. like, I've seen this in, like, rap videos and stuff, but I've never actually seen a couch. And there was a guy sitting on it, and I was like, man, a couch on the porch, like, that's a good move. 100% chance if you wanted to get high, go sit on that couch. Yep. Okay, there's a 100% <laughs> chance that is happening on that couch. Perfect, right? And if, and if it was really a stoner house, they probably had one of those milk crates turned upside down, yeah. and they were rolling their papers right on right top on of there. That. That's yeah. where the ashtray was. So. I'll say this, Aaron. Outdoor couch, great idea. Everybody wants to do it. Great times. Why not? Reality, moist. It's a moist couch. Yeah. <laughs> you sit on that moist couch and it's got that smell and you're like, oh God, I cannot Ooh, have a couch. It's moist. But you know what? It's going to be a little bit of work to get rid of this. No thanks. Nowadays, you're happy to drive to get a hitch fixed. Back in college, I wouldn't lift a finger to throw away something. I'd be like, yeah, just going to be here forever, I guess. <laughs> and then, uh, so then I, I finished my walk. Uh, I found a taco truck that was parked at a gas station next to a construction site. So obviously that's where you go for lunch. The tacos came with a free can of Coke. Have you guys had a can of real Coke recently? Sure. No. I'm sure I have. That's made of drugs, right? Like, I don't drink a lot of soda. Like, I drink half of the soda, and then that was at, like, 11, 15 in the morning. And then at 3 o'clock, like, the the come down from a real—and, like, listen, like, I'm not saying I'm a super healthy person. Like, my body is optimized to metabolize alcohol. Like, I'm a— you know, like I can deal with that, but a full on real Coke, that shit is drugs. Like that was really <laughs> messing me up today. Like I, no way. I realize how big I am, Aaron, because I think I could drink a full Coke right before bed and be like, all right, it's time oh to hit God. the seas. Like, let's go. <laughs> Would have no effect on me whatsoever. Oh my God. That was, wow. That really threw me. And then I do have, I have a couple of music thoughts today uh, rather than food thoughts. Although I, I got, I want to let you know, I got the shrimp tacos and the fish tacos. They were delicious. Um, wow. Surf and surf. Is that two orders or is that like a, you get a three and they tell you what, you know, you say what it you was, want. Um, Did you, you get could, two orders? You could get shrimp or fish or a mix. And so I got two shrimp and one mix. That's what I chose. Cause I really like the shrimp okay. tacos, but I wanted to taste some of the fish. Well, too. earlier you said fish. So it feels like you're kind of lying to us and you're really going earlier. What? I said fish and shrimp. Well, but you said fish and shrimp and then kind of now it turns out it's a mix. So I feel like you're being a little deceitful. I'm, I'm, I will issue a Beck Did It Better apology. All right, we better do and that right now. now. An apology from I was in the waiting room. I'd like to take this chance to apologize. <laughs> Don't talk over the apology. Absolutely nobody. Beck Does It Better podcast. Oh, yeah. Never regret having Beck. Conor McGregor on your soundboard. Never going to go bad. Beck Does It Better Never podcast. Go Is that what that says? Beck, Beck Does, does it, it Better podcast. Does that, <laughs> that was in the past. I made that before we started. I was in the waiting tense. room of the car dealership dropping off my car. Oh, great and place to be, by the way. Super yeah. fun. They're playing some bangers in there, I got to be honest. Great and coffee. Always have great clean music. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. No, no, I can do it. I'm here. I'm here. The Eric Carmen song. The Eric Carmen song from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack came on, right? Come sail away. 
Eric and Carmen. Oh, Carmen. From I was like, are you getting into this? Because there is a thing now where they have Eric Cartman singing songs, and it's just no, no, no. the worst. And I was Eric like, is Carmen. Aaron hung, into this hung, now? Hungry Eyes comes on in oh. the waiting room of the, the dealership. Now, Aaron. And there's like <laughs> six of us in there, right? Did you look up, Aaron? And you saw the guy coming in. Guess what? He's got a little grease on his hands. He's taking a washcloth. He's wiping off his hands. He, listen, he's just a man at a long day work. You look up. You're getting coffee. You make eye contact. And all of a sudden, you know that here at this Hyundai dealership where you're getting your hitch repaired and all the guys are making fun of you out in the workshop, <laughs> you've met your one true love. Eric Cartman. Beefcake. Beefcake. <laughs> hey. Lisa's mom. We never found his mom. Herman's in there, man. San Diego. San Diego. It's coming Every back. person says, like, hey, wait, this is from Dirty Dancing. People from many different cultures, many walks of life, behind the counter, in front of the counter, everyone comes together. Everyone knows this song rocks. Everyone know where it, knows where it comes from. And that was a special moment brought to me by music. And so I just want to give a shout out to Eric Carmen for brightening up my day. Have you guys had any, are there songs like this where like you you know that if you hear this, you're going to vibe with everybody around you? Matt. Uh, there's a ton of them, right? Yeah. But I had one, I was just sitting, I, I, I was 15 minutes early to pick up my boys. We're hanging out at Buddy's house and he can't pick them up early because they're in the middle of video games. So I just sat in this parking lot and just, looking at my phone and turned on some music and the Go-Go's uh, Our Lips Are Sealed came on from 1981. Oh, one, right. I had no idea that what they were saying is Our Lips Are Sealed. I, I never knew that. As, you know, you know, it makes sense when you hear it, but this is like another one of those perfect songs. This is like Madonna's, you know, things like that. You hear songs like that where it's like, wow. That's a sweet like, bass line there too. Just, this one just, hang, this one will always be good. And just listen, listen. Did you know that they say our lips are sealed? Did you no. guys know? That? Hold on. No. Right here. No, I, no. Never, I had no I idea. Never, you never know, but it, it comes up on your radio that you can see it. So, no, Whoa. but I love when that happens. When all of a sudden the song comes on, you're like, God damn, that's a great song. And so that's that's what I had yesterday. Oh, man, I never knew that was the name of this song. That's incredible. Yeah. Can I tell mine you? Would be, mine would be... You guys remember the song? I feel like we used to sing this all the time together in college. If this were to come on and I'd be looking around, I feel like people would all be happy. It's Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Oh, 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 yeah. oh yeah. Hold on for one more day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're telling me people aren't having fun while they're listening to this. Like you don't right. have a smile on your face. No, that comes on. You're in. You're all in right from the start. Now, of course, this video is shown as already played on my James, YouTube account James. because we have done a great Wilson Phillips bit. One of the few bands named after two different brands of cigarettes. When it kicks in here, yeah. right here. Or a tennis ball and some vodka. Yeah. Now, guys, I'm going to have you guess. I think I jerked into this video. Oh. Huh? Oh. Let's see. I mean, guys, they're on the beach. What year did this come out? What year did this come out? It's actually, yeah, it is impressive mobility to be able to sit in hero pose like that. Oh, so I, if I, I can see up. If you ask me I, right I, now I, to sit on my, like, like that on a beach, right? Forget I could it, last no, about two I'd seconds. Cry. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm going to walk. And my song is, of course, at the family cabin. With this gets played, this gets played about, I would say, 10 times a summer when my dad says, well, you know, I just want to talk about me. And then he plays Toby Keith. Yes. I want to talk about me. <laughs> this video is a music video. 
What the Which hell? Which is a song yeah. where basically. Yeah. 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 Where he says, basically, you know, I like talking about you, but sometimes I just want to talk about me. But occasionally, I want to talk about me. By the way, this video is wild. If you want to see Toby Keith in a two suit jackets and a tie. Guys, I don't know. Like, you might think I'm crazy for saying this, but like, there's there are certain angles where Toby Keith kind of looks like Barry from Burnsville. Like, there's something about <laughs> his I would have never thought of that. Smile that kind of reminds me of, of somebody we know. Okay, Toby Keith. <laughs> Let's see. Mm-hmm. Right, he's kind of got the he's kind of got yeah. the the really tight beard. The, when he's got that tight, yeah, that tight beard, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh-oh. So, something about that smile. I, you know, what? and they both hate pants. Yeah, they both hate <laughs> pants. They actually agree on I'm a lot of things. You, okay, I've talked yeah. to them, and they've actually agree on a ton of stuff. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> he likes to put boot in people's asses. Yeah, the boot yeah. right in their ass. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know the other similarity. Neither one of them has called us and left a voicemail in the last two years. Oh, that's, that's yeah. a good point. Very good point. I would I would pass on Toby Keith leaving us a voicemail. I'm good, actually. I don't really care what he thinks. <laughs> what if he Wait, calls you guys heard, put a boot up your ass? <laughs> have you guys heard the, the, the quote? This is apparently a real quote. Um, okay. And you say Ethan, Hawk, Ethan Hawk wrote an article about this in Rolling Stone. That uh, Chris Christopherson and Toby Keith got into a bit of an altercation backstage. I saw this. I did see this. And they kind of had a, a sort of, you know, an exchange of words. And then Waylon Jennings, Chris, Chris Christopherson said, like, you don't even want to know what Waylon Jennings says about guys like you. And the quote, true or not, is that Waylon Jennings said that people like Toby Keith did to country music what pantyhose did to finger fucking. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. What? Yep. Yes. I've been waiting wow. to discuss this on the podcast. It gets, I mean, obviously there's a little political here, so, but I mean. Yeah, Toby Keith is in his big stars and stripes, these colors don't run stuff, and Christopherson hated it. And he told Chris Christopherson, went out, went out there, no lefty shit. And Chris Christopherson yeah. was an army ranger. And so basically he like went off on him. You're yeah. doing the music with pantyhose did to finger fucking. It's so good. <laughs> Quote. Can you imagine like, that's a great line. Right. And like, what kind of genius do you have to be to just think of that off the top of your head? Like, I could I could sit here and insult you guys all night. I could never come up with anything like that. That explains these Amazon packages full of pantyhose that I've been getting <laughs> at the apartment, though. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> all right. Rolling going. How's it rolling going with Russell? Things are going well. I thought we could maybe go into the cohabitation corner and oh, no. get your guys' thoughts oh, on the experiences I've had over the last corner. week. Oh, no. For Russell, I'm so sorry. Corner. Oh yeah. So I've got I've got five experiences over the last week. I was going to share the ups and downs of cohabitation if I could with you guys. All right. Oh yeah. Yes. The first one is I actually uh, the the cohabitator I am cohabitating with. We'll call her a <laughs> musical theater fan. And her and I actually last Friday we went and saw Jagged Little Pill. We saw the musical Ooh, the Alanis oh, Morissette show. Have you guys nice. seen the show or not? No. Uh, no, but my wife did, and she said it's a laugh a minute. Okay, yes. hold hold on to your sides because you will split them. <laughs> it is definitely a story about like this regular family that is having all these problems, family issues, relationship issues, addiction problems with sexual assault, and how we approach it as society. So it was definitely a little heavier that I was expecting it to be, but they did a really nice job with it. The music is fantastic. And, you know, I was thinking, I, I 
Jagged Little Pill was one of my top five albums. It was either that or Amy Winehouse for the discussion. Go on and listen to that music. It is a fantastic. It is is so good. The music yeah, is so great good. Music. Great Russell, album. Russell, can I ask you just one question? Yeah. Where did you sit in the theater? Okay, where were your seats? Do you seats? know this or not? No, I'm just wondering. <laughs> where were you <laughs> sitting in the theater? <laughs> look at his no look reason. Rob's face. Where, Rob no knows. reason. Where were you sitting? <laughs> I was sitting on the aisle. In the near the in the lower deck in the near the, to the back third of the room. Yeah, yeah. I was why in the you, back? Do you know why I did that, though, Rob? Uh, to get blown in the back of a theater like Dave Coulier. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting near the back of the theater, Rob. We are, but this time I did it strategically. Remember the last time you guys? I told you I went to the Orpheum. For women, the bathroom line was so long and it, it was enraging to me. I was like, what are we doing? How have we not fixed these, right. this bathroom situation, right? So I decided this time we're going to sit in the aisle near the back. So when that interim or the intermission hits, we can be up and to the bathroom and in the line at the very front. Wow. My date doesn't have to wait 30 minutes to get to the bathroom up and in. So I strategically pick aisle near the back of the theater. What do you, what, good Russell? move? Russell, that is, such, is always a good move. that is such a baller move to think of your date going to the bathroom and that's how you bought the seats. That thought <laughs> would never, it would never occur to me when I bought seats. What would she think about this? Well, let's just say the seating situation, maybe I wasn't the best uh, person here oh, later no. on. So oh, we're no. sitting here, the theater is pretty full and we're sitting there. There are no people in front of us. Again, no heads in front of us. You have a direct view. You can see everything. After intermission, there were two ladies sitting a few seats down that moved over a seat. So one of them was now sitting in front of my musical theater fan that I'm with. And my musical mm. theater fan all of a sudden was not happy about it. Tough look. Shaking yeah, her wow. fist, angry that people were sitting in front of her, even though oh. like they weren't our seats. Anyone could have been sitting there beforehand, right? Yeah. But she was not happy. Should I have offered to switch seats with her or just kept my, my aisle seat? You need to uh, offer. That's not even a question. You yeah. need to <laughs> offer to switch seats. Russell. Yeah. Well, let's, let's <laughs> move on to the next topic. Russell, <laughs> please <laughs> tell me you offered to switch seats. It's the least you could. If you have to ask, oh Russell. God, if you Russell, have what are ask. you doing? It feels like not even an offer. It's more of a like, hey, can I switch seats with you? Like, it yeah. shouldn't even Especially be Especially since you're so tall, Russell. We all right. know you're so yeah. tall. Right now. I mean, in front of you. Yeah. Guys, you well, know, anybody. I brought can, this up on the pod. Anybody can get the boost. Anybody can get the booster seats to the theater. It's not just kids. Okay. It's also for some big adults could use it too it's fine well you guys know what it's not always me making the mistakes this i'm going to tell you this story we'll see if it sounds familiar at all to you guys so the other day i was going to work and i've got a polo shirt with kind of my company logo on it if you will so i'm going into work and i put it on and i'm about to leave and i walk downstairs i'm walking out and there's a kind of a mirror in our in the basement bathroom so i'm kind of walking by and i look my shirt is on inside out i realized the musical theater fan didn't say anything to me in the morning when they saw that I was wearing an inside-out shirt. Nice. Sounds familiar the, wait, at all? And then, this is a polo shirt? Yes. How do you put a polo shirt on inside-out? Like, I we need to know. have more. <laughs> I don't nice. know. It's so, actually impressive. So, yeah. Uh, Russ, <laughs> Russell, welcome yeah. welcome to the club, okay? <laughs> Nobody, the, she has already moved into the, I don't give a shit about him. Uh, phase oh. of your relationship that is awesome no way okay so later later that day I came home and I said hey I gotta call your bullshit on something you sound like someone else I know that mm -hmm. I've heard does this mm -hmm. and I said hey I came in today with an inside out shirt and you didn't say anything and she goes well 
we were going out the other night and your fly was down and I told you about that because we were going out together. Nice. And I was like, so the so the answer is if you're going out with me, you'll give me the heads up. If not, I'm on my own, right? Or she's spending more time looking at your crotch than other places, which like, yeah, hey. it's true. Yes, it's, it's, it's my favorite. <laughs> Well, you are tall, Russell. I don't know if you're that tall. <laughs> now, Russell, if it's anything like the people I know, if you compare them to other people, they get really mad about it. Okay? <laughs> so I don't know if I will go down that path. You got to be careful. People are their own people. All right? No matter how funny you think it is to say otherwise. <laughs> my, my, third, my third thing in cohabitation land this week that I had to discuss was do you guys ever deal with your, your cohabitator, your spouse, kind of making a lot of racket and maybe really loud, like at odd hours, like super early in the morning. Does that ever happen or not? No. Or maybe like while you're doing a podcast, Rob, you know, that happens <laughs> once in a while. Clanking the dishes, that type of thing. Uh, no, no, I, she, uh, no, I'm not used to somebody making, they try to be as quiet as possible. And I try to do oh, the same. Oh, they do. Yeah. They do. I think it's, I think it's uh, respectful, especially if you're somebody who maybe works later and sleeps later, like they should they should, uh, you know, maybe get a clue and, not, and just as a, be quiet. As a work later, sleeps later guy. Wait, Russell, I'm reading what you just chatted me. They should get a clue and be quiet and just, God damn it, listen to me. Listen to Russell for once. Okay? He's not wrong about everything. Okay, I write that down. What was it? Yeah. Get, get a clue and, and what was the other no, part? No, Russell, you texted it to me. That was the, oh, you already wrote it down to text it to me. So anyways, I'm up sleeping a few mornings ago and all of a sudden I hear this smashing downstairs. It sounds like someone's popping popcorn or something. Turns out my musical theater goer has this big one gallon jug of water that they had, they bought for me a while back, but I don't use, like, I don't want to carry around a big one like Rob has got in front of him. But my musical theater goer is one who wants to have the big one gallon jug. So it turns out at like six in the morning, the musical theater goer is down there smashing ice to no. put into the jug. <laughs> is, is that too early for that type of thing or no? Now, Russell, listen, yes. we're, listen, we're all in agreement. It's too early <laughs> for that shit. Okay. That's not the issue. Yeah, that is not. I'm going to tell you right now. It doesn't. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it ethical? It doesn't matter. Okay. The correct answer is Russell. You got to shut up. Don't you? You did not say anything to her about that. Did you? Because you know what that well, is. That's an invitation to point out something wrong you did earlier. Is that what happened, oh, Russell? That does remind me. I'm thinking really hard about making my own ice. Like, I've seen a lot of bartender videos of, like, dudes who make big blocks of ice and then, and then take an ice pick and chip off their own ice. Like, I, I kind of like this idea. Like, you're making a cocktail, like, and you're using the ice from the ice machine. That's not good ice. But if you make your own big old block of ice and you can pull it out and chip off some, like that's got to feel good. You just get an ice cube tray and fill it up, Aaron. What are you talking about? Make your own I'm ice. I'm sure you can do that, but like, well, you know, the far, the bigger the ice cube, the inside of that, it gets more dense. And that dense, I mean, you know, it really Golly. pulls out that oaky flavor from that bourbon water. Just that much better. I cannot have no. an ice pick in the house. Okay, no way. <laughs> <laughs> See my wife walking around with that, I know I'm in big trouble. Rob gets in bed after the podcast. That's the number one murder weapon of people in movies I've jerked off to. <laughs> oh, God. Rob's just sitting on his couch with no underwear on, like constantly crossing his legs back and forth. <laughs> Russell, the idea that you think I could cross my legs is the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. I don't think I could cross my legs if you paid me $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you know what? I'm, rip, I'm ripping on my musical theater goer, but I have to give her an amazing amount of credit here. Uh, it was my birthday the other day. I'm going to edit this part out, some- by the way. Just to let you know, I'm going to edit this part out. <laughs> oh, and it was my birthday the other day, and the musical theater goer got me a few gifts, and they may be some of the best birthday gifts I have ever gotten. So I wanted to Shit, share them. I with completely you guys forgot it was your birthday. Quick, if I could. Oh, man. Oh, wait a minute. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're doing birthday gifts. Birthday, Happy birthday. All right, Russell, let's hear the gifts. So my first gift, as you guys know, I love records of shows I've seen. Remember when I got my Buddy Holly record because I saw Buddy Holly in person, Rob? Yep, I remember that. So first gift, musical theater gets me on vinyl, Alanis Morissette, wow. Jagged Little Jagged Pill. Jagged Little Pill. That's wow. rad. Russell, that That's is that is incredible. Cool. Pretty cool after seeing it, that show in person a few days beforehand. The next one, and this is the true gem. Oh. Another record. It gets better. The record is Dr. Teeth and the Electric <laughs> Mayhem on vinyl. Oh, man. Russell, that's Your unbelievable. Your absolute favorite band. My favorite band, and to follow it up as if the vinyl wasn't enough, she also got me this Dr. Teeth and the Electric oh Mayhem t-shirt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Russell, that is uh, that is Man. so good. I Is she the only person ever to buy that combination of albums? The Alanis Morissette and Dr. <laughs> yeah. Teeth. Must be I have right. a feeling Disney saw the Dr. Teeth sale and was like, what just happened? They, yeah. they probably had to call somebody to make sure it wasn't a mistake. So some amazing gifts. And then the other thing I was going to share with you guys is I had another amazing find. Do you guys ever stop like at the magazine rack in like a store, in, like they like like a grocery nope. store and they've got all these Where magazines? <laughs> nope. I'm going to stop you right there. Nope. nope. You said nope. You nope. never do that? Nope. <laughs> never. What? You never stop at the magazine rack? All I know is that my kid once picked up a Taylor Swift magazine and I said, oh, okay. And I put it in and it was like $22. I was like, what the fuck is this? A $22 magazine. <laughs> I got scammed by my kids. Well, I, so the other day I'm going through Lunds and Byerly's and I, I was walking by and this magazine jumped out to me. And at first I was thinking like, who the, why, why would they have this type of magazine there? I took a picture of it. I was going to send it to all you guys. Then I decided, you know what? For $13.99, I just have to buy it. Oh, the magazine is called... Hulk Hogan, the unbelievable true story. <laughs> wow. Russell, <laughs> it's a magazine that I purchased for my birthday gift. So there is. Go to the a section. Go to, wait, go to some of the last pages. I want to see if they have one thing. Go to some of the last pages. I got to see. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Rob, what's that? So before hey, we get to the, the scandals, there is a page where they reference all the marketing of Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan's Potsdam mania. Wow. No way. America. It is real? in the magazine. It's the in there? Story. It it. That's good because oh, Aaron's man. book turned out to be a huge cock tease. It never came to it fruition. It never came out. It never happened. I still follow that person on Twitter. They never published the book. So if you do get about 30 pages into Hulk Hogan, the unbelievable true story, you do get to the scandals the section. Scandals. Wow. Ooh. So there's about five or six pages on the scandals with some stories about Bubba the Love Sponge. Yes. And how he deep dicked his wife. Oh, they went with the Hollywood Hogan. Hogan. Her name is Heather. There too. They really like. <laughs> you know her name? Oh. <laughs> You're on a first name basis. I happen to be a big Bubba the Love Sponge fan. While this happened, I listened to him on <laughs> Sirius. Oh, that's a that's a real thing. There are Bubba the Love Sponge fans. Yeah, and I currently listen to a show uh, about shock jocks exclusively, where they talk about them. So I will say, I listen. If you had seen Heather Bubba the Sponge's watch wife, if he offered for you to uh, give her a uh, uh, 
What's a wrestling move that sounds like sex? Somebody come in. Belly to back suplex. Oh, yes, Russell, you nailed Purple it. Crossface. Oh. <laughs> Matt. Don't say pile driver. Uh, what's the one? Don't say uh, DDT because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> hey, I don't, I, hey, you want to do some I don't DDT? Know, I can't pull any wrestling the, moves okay. out of the top of my head. The one thing, I, the last question I was going to ask you guys is about the magazine. Actually, though, if you were to say, let's say you work late. And then you come home and you have to go on a podcast shortly after. You only have a certain amount of time to spend with your musical theater goer. Right. Do they have a right to be upset if some of that time was spent while you were reading your Hulk Hogan birthday magazine that you purchased for yourself? <laughs> Absolutely not, Russell. You are a real American, okay? You want to like read about America's greatest hero, Hulk Hogan, who has never done anything wrong, really, okay? Except for that. A couple of those scandals, I would guess, are really bad. Uh, you should be able to read about that if you want that should be your right now if you were pulling out like a big boss man one i'd be like eh, i don't know about that but it's all cold <laughs> but i think you sakes. should read it aloud to Ooh. the enthusiasts in a romantic way that's maybe really I'll the wait, only maybe way i'll wake her up early tomorrow and do yes. that russell do you have that in front of you can you read a little bit of it in a hulk hogan voice right now just pick a random page let's hear it and keep in mind we are trying to keep this short the choke challenge how about that one <laughs> that's, i did that all the time in junior high <laughs> At the urging of talk show host Richard Belzer, brother, Hulk Hogan placed him in a chokehold above. Belzer passed out and fell to the stage floor. Wow. Brother. Oh, I just had some sushi, but. I, Rob, you might have to edit this out, but I got to say that this theater enthusiast slash great birthday giver sounds like the kind of person that you'd want to. Oh, Aaron. Like, I'd wanna, Aaron. I'd whoa, wanna, Aaron. What did you just say, guys? Kinda, what I just, just edited out was so sick. Aaron used the term DDT in a way I've never. Aaron yeah. used terms that I'm going like, to write down as search terms later today. I would Bing. consider some sort of binding contract to keep this person <laughs> Aaron. near me for nice. a long period of time. If it were me, if it was, that's just me. Aaron, that's the kind of thing I'd be thinking about. And I edited out where he said foot binding. Hey, Aaron, could you not make that physical motion of the pile driver <laughs> while you were talking like oh. that? Aaron, that is so sick. You know what? If I could get a magazine from anyone else and learn their unbelievable true story, I would pick Matt. Matt Rowling going, how's it going with you? <laughs> that would be a great one. Controversies. Uh, good. I'll try to keep it short. Uh, camel Clutch, Rob. That'll oh, be my wrestling oh, move. Camel oh, Clutch. Oh, that's the no. winner. Not, that's a the search, winner. not a search term I'm going to use. Um, Magic Mike, you know, this guy, he's an Instagram hero. He's pretty darn good, yes. guys. He's pretty darn yep. good. He was at he went and saw Neil Young a couple weeks ago. He goes to all sorts of concerts, and, but Neil Young, but he had a great line where he said, you know, you're, you know, you live in a small town when you're looking around and you see a bunch of failed bumble dates or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's pretty good. Meanwhile, this Timberwolves, now the Timberwolves dance team and Russell's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. That wasn't a fail. Oh yes, Russell! You hit that <laughs> shit, son. That's what. I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's what I'm talking about. That yes, yes. Tell me about your dance moves. Are you dancing to that hungry eyes song? Rob, I may or may not have given her the atomic leg drop. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Coach Kaz, guys. Coach Kaz has a winning record at St. Career wow. record. Coach wow. Kaz is him. 352 and 345. In the Mayak, he's 266 and 275. So he's still under yeah. 500, you know, in the Mayak, but overall. So in 13 and 14, 15, 16, and 18, they took second place in 2017. So he had a run there, five year run. 
where four out of the five years they were second place and they won the Mayak playoff championship twice. So he's he's had some wow. he's had some uh, spurts there, but he is, has oh, a winning nice. record at St. Olaf. I would have I would not lost be a lot of money. Get that man a serving a of Ludafisk. <laughs> right. Good for you, coach. Listen, yeah. I had some spurts down at that athletic center too, so I get it. <laughs> get that man some Cook's sparkling wine. Guys, I love pickleball. Oh. <laughs> hey, I've got a... I, I joined a, I, I got in with the young kids, some, mm-hmm. some attorneys from across the hall challenged our young analysts. Uh, it was four on three and they needed a fourth. And so I joined a uh, September 8th, Rizza Park in Richfield, 12 noon, Friday, 12 noon, and the pickleball challenge is on. So I, I love pickleball too. It's fun. I just, I have, there's nowhere to play. I mean, I have nobody to hey, play man. with. You can't go with the old folks. Can I just ask this the young about folks? your pickleball? How's your dink? You got a good dink? Huh? How's, How's your, your dink? dink? Uh, you got a good dink, man? I can't hear you over the music. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, no, I honestly, I don't. I play with my kids, and that's about it. So I, against them, I'm pretty good. But I need to work on it. So that's good. Mm. That's all I got. Quick quick and short. How was that, Rosie? I keep it short for you. That's Rob, wonderful. rolling, going. How's loved it going it. for you? Loved it. Listen, all of our cohabitations love the quick and short. Uh, can I just say this about Magic Mike too? He did send in a text to the Beckline. He said he has got a uh, he, somebody's got a side gig at uh, the 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 place that shall not be named, and all they have to do is wear a red shirt. So he sent me a picture no. of a red. He exclusive owns a red Beck did it better shirt. Beck did it better shirt. What a hero! He is a true hero. So folks, <sighs> if you see a guy wearing a red Beck did it better shirt, there's a chance that's Magic Mike. What okay? a hero! There's a chance. Wow, so. I didn't even know those existed. It's, wow. He, he must have had it custom made. I think maybe he bought it off of our Teespring store where you can still go. I think that and a notebook might have been the two purchases. It's hard to keep track of that. It moves so fast these days with e-commerce and whatnot. The, the four of us put a bunch of money into buying our first tier of friends shirts. Mm-hmm. Like second tier friends didn't get them. And this poor bastard who listens and texts all the time had to pay for his own. Spent his own dollars. Listen, I sent him a bunch of shirts, but it went to some hotel in Las Vegas, never to be open. So you just, you just don't know. <laughs> and if, if, if you're listening to this and you didn't get a shirt, that means you are second tier. I'm second sorry. Tier. Oh, Listen. Jeez, no. I'm trying to think who I... Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, it's part you've been trying to avoid, but we do have to uh, make fun oh. of Aaron. And I got to find where oh, I've hidden man, that one. Let's get into it. Do we have to? want to do such a thing. It's time to make fun I haven't done Now, Aaron, when you were in Portland... While, have I? When you were in Portland, who paid for that hotel? Who paid for the hotel? Yeah, who paid for the hotel? Uh, like my employer. Okay. So I got to ask, where is your employer picking you up? Because you guys know I edit these podcasts. This is what it, listen to what, listen to what I'm dealing with on okay. the edit of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> listen, this is coming from Aaron's room. It's very Jante's love. A replacements fan wouldn't want it higher. Wow. Hey, you know, nailed it. It's ranking. So Aaron, are, where, are you listening? Yeah. how is there a car that clearly? In your room, like, are you That's, are you down it, in the parking garage? Where are they keeping you? What kind of place are they putting you in? Uh, I chose a hotel in downtown Portland where people told me I should not stay because it's not nice. Uh, turns out downtown Portland is very nice. Like, uh, like yes, there's a lot of people using drugs, but they're they're just doing drugs on the street, and like you walk by them, and they're you know fine. It's very peaceful. Uh, but yeah, it did turn out to be pretty loud. Uh, there were a lot of cars rolling by on a Thursday night, more than I might have expected. And um, yeah, it was a little, a little bit louder than I thought it might have been. But the ironic thing is, uh, 
Yeah, I f- no, it was a nice. It was a Kimpton. It was the Aaron's like it was so cheap by the hour. No, I chose the most expensive option because they wouldn't let me fly business select on Southwest. That's like one of our policies. So I was like, well, if you're not going to fly business select, I'm going to choose the most expensive hotel room, which turned out to be the one that was next to the loud traffic, which you had to deal with in the edit Rob. Business select on Southwest, you get to pick your seat really first. You like to get to get yeah. way up there. <laughs> yeah, right. Get to rush That's in. Where I'm at. That's All right, Aaron. So you were actually, it was actually a nice hotel. What, like, how do you sleep in that when it's so loud out there? I couldn't believe how loud that car was. That was crazy. I slept, I slept okay. It was a nice hotel. They have a nice, they have a free happy hour from 5 to 6 p.m. They, the fitness room looked like a dungeon, which I really, uh, I like that about a yeah. fitness room, except they didn't have a pull-up bar, which like, that's the only thing I wanted to do. I just wanted to go down and do some pull-ups and that was it. And there was no pull-up bar. So wow. I, that was it. The one piece of equipment you could bring with you to a hotel, if you think about it. A pull-up bar? Yeah. I guess you could find a travel pull-up bar. I do need I mean, a pull-up bar for my house. I don't have one yet. Where else are you going to put your belt? All right. Yikes. So let's get into... Let's talk about the album. Oh, Let's talk about the album. Oh, yeah. By the way, when I hear you traveling to Portland, I mean, all I can think of is Dame Lillard. All right, let's get what? It's an NBA joke? rules joke. The referees don't call traveling in the NBA, oh. and so oh, Dame traveling. Lillard is the point oh, guard. Okay. He travels all the time. Man, yeah. I was like, I think of Dame in Portland as well. Yeah, you, it makes sense. It's not even funny. Uh, listen, this is Oasis's. Uh, what's the story? Morning Glory, second album, nineteen ninety-five. Basically, Oasis is two brothers, right? One writes all the songs. One has a high nasally voice. Noel Gallagher produced, and when he made this album, he really focused on having absolute, oh God, absolute giant, huge choruses. Uh, I am curious about who's playing drums on this album. We'll get into it. I'm, I'm curious about the drums on this album. Well, they actually had a new drummer for this album. It was, uh, okay. th- there's one, the old guy on one song and uh, and all the new guy on all the other songs. I think they're using a drum machine on some of it. I like the Ringo type sound, but this is a huge song. This is a huge album for England. I always knew Oasis. It was like they were like, this is a huge band. And I was like, then why does nobody I know in 1995? Why is nobody into them? And it turns out they are a massive band in Britain. This was number one for 10 weeks on the British charts. It was wow. on the it, Wonderwall was up there for 30 weeks. Now listen to this. During this time, Oasis played a concert. Okay, at Nebsworth, they did two nights. 125,000 people each night. The day the tickets went on sale, 5% of the British population applied for a ticket. Rob, who you were in high school when this was going on. You listened to They Mm -hmm. Might Be Giants, but you didn't know anybody who listened to this album? Who are you hanging out with? (laughs) That's a fair question. I mean, like everybody I knew, this was like unbelievably huge, you know, at... All of my, you know, I, I, this is like a top five. I probably listened to this album really more than most Pearl Jam albums, you know, in a certain time. I don't know. Ooh, this, this is a, a huge album. I mostly hung that. out. I mostly hung out with, uh, with tall Jimmy. Who else was I hanging out with? <laughs> Did he have the deep voice or was he the high voice? He had a <laughs> high, very high voice. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's it. when we said he was up there. We weren't talking about his height. We were talking about his vocal register. <laughs> okay. Don't be sad, Aaron. Uh, by the way, I was number 80th on the choir. Yes, nailed it. Got it. Uh, the, and basically, it was like this, like there are a massive band in, uh, in the UK. Uh, and basically, this is a great example of what they call Britpop, which is basically Blur, Suede, Pulp. I mean, I got a couple of examples coming up here. But some of the bands don't like that term, Britpop. It's kind of this reference to the 90s 
It's alternative music, but it's more poppy. We start with Hello, which strangely starts with Hello. the opening to Wonderwall. And then goes into the different song. It's bizarre. I mean, right from the start, they're doing Beatles songs, right? They're doing Beatles stuff. Like, oh, we're referencing ourselves yeah. kind of thing. Well, Nat, I think that's what the ultimately the biggest knock on the old Britpop thing is. Everybody thought they were just like the next generation of the Beatles, and everybody's trying to redo that. So, yeah, that's at least what I've heard about the Britpop, quote-unquote, label. I do like that sound, like the sort of deep snare sound. Like, that sounds very Ringo to me. The first sort of fill. Next up, we have Roll With It, which is one of their singles off this album. It got in a... Uh, what they called the Battle of the Britpop because this got all the way up to number two. And number one was a song called Country House by Blur. I'm going to play for that for you next year. Well, I, that. I don't think I like your song. Country House. Another example of Britpop here. Wow, these are the same guys who did song two, right? And I can promise you, because I'm trying to keep this episode short, that's the only Blur song you're going to hear on this episode. <laughs> Woohoo! Is that a Blur? Well, just, I mean, just just to be clear, like, if people, if you hear that lead singer there, I mean, that's the lead, the, Blur turned into the Gorillas, you know, so that guy, I forget his name, Damon Al, uh, Albarn or something oh, like that. Right. yeah. You know, so that's, I mean, he, that guy is completely underrated as a musician and what he's brought to the world. So that's why gorillas are phenomenal. I don't know if anybody's ever seen them live, but they're touring right now and they're not coming to Minneapolis and that sucks. Oh, they're t- still touring. Yeah. Aren't they just cartoons? I thought they were just cartoons. What am I? God. No, that's just, that's just Fozzie. Bear oh, that, that, Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth will come before, yeah. Dr. Teeth. before they do. This yeah. is a wonder wall. Of course we know it. We love it. Fourth song off the album. Guys, this was up for two different Grammy Awards uh, in 2000 and, uh, or in 1996. Two, two nominations or wins? Two, two nominations. Wow. Okay. So check us out. So if we have Oasis, listen to this. They're up for best rock performance by a duo or group of vocal. Guess who wins that? Oh, so much to say by Dave Matthews band. Okay. What? We should have talked about Dave Matthews in the poop this week. But, but listen, you also have Stupid Girl by Garbage, 1979 by The Smashing Pumpkins, Sixth Avenue Heartache by The Wallflowers. Jeez. That was good to, what, good a killer year. And listen to this. So the next, the next one they didn't win was Best Rock Song. Okay. They went up against Too Much by Dave Matthews. Russ, sing a little of that for us, please. <laughs> you talk too Craig. much. Too much is a rock song. <laughs> We, do, we dump our sewage too much, too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stupid Girl by Garbage, Sixth Avenue Heartache, of course. And then uh, uh, the winner is Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chavin. Tracy Chavin coming in again nice. and wow. swishing one of our artists in the Grammys. I think of all those songs again, you mentioned. another rock song? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even just the like the best, I, I probably shouldn't do this, but the best alternative, guys, but so the best alternative uh, sm- album, Smashing Pumpkins, R.E.M., uh, New Adventures of Hi-Fi, Tori Amos, but guys, guess who won a Grammy at the 39th annual Grammy Award for his album, Odelay? Oh, who's that? Beck. So guys, if you're going to ask who's the best at winning Grammys, okay, at the 39th annual Grammy Award, Russell? I'd say Beck did it better. Oh, yes. That was so good. But you're giving away, like, you're giving away the punchline here, Rob. Like, 
This album, as great as the great songs are, does not hold up to other 90s rock. There's, it's, it, it's not better than some of the stuff you mentioned, in my mind. Why do you think that? Can I, can I ask for a little more white, where you're coming from? And I'm going to throw something out there. I just want to hear what you guys think of this. Yeah. Or, Aaron, why don't you tell me why? I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, no, I, I, think that, I think that they have a real ear for hooks. They have a great ear for melody. I don't think that the album is great top to bottom. I think there's some real filler in here. I also, I was texting a listener about this today. I've realized I don't want violins in my rock and roll ever. So that's a problem for me. Like I noticed that on that. the Neil Young album we did long ago. Like I don't want any violins in my rock and roll. It sounds like the verse. I just, Aaron, you should, Aaron, why don't you just go and take a Dave Matthews dump all over <laughs> Beck's dad, David Campbell, who does strings all over these rock wow. albums. But so you I, hate, yeah, I, 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 you hate wildflowers. You're going to catch Petty. me. Yes. Wow. You're going to catch wild me in flowers, something. Hey, Guns and Roses, November Rain. Yeah. You you're going to catch me. See, I know. So I should <laughs> yeah. say more often than not. But I don't Time like, I, I, I don't think this what is better than. Hey, Devil went down to Georgia. Lick my taint. You're out. Yes. You yes. suck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want my symphonies to be bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Goodbye. well, that's a fiddle. Fiddle's different than violin. I'm talking about the is orchestral it? Is violins. It? <laughs> it is, huh? <laughs> All right, Matt, you have thoughts, though. I mean, I was just gonna say, Matt, I'm Oasis, up for you guys. Like, this is not better than 10. We're going to hear 10 in less than a month, and it's going to fucking blow this out of the water. Eh. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but, but this... But this this is caught, this Brit pop is caught in the middle, right? So you've got, let's just, for, you brought it up, let's bring up 10. Let's bring up the grunge rock that came out in the early 90s. And then let's talk about like Jacob Dylan. Let's talk about REM that happened. Like, it's, it's like it fits right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, they have some really hard, heavy guitars. Then you got these poppy songs that kind of fill it. But it's a little bit more stadium songs than it is like Jacob. You know, I don't know. It's like it's, you can't define, I can't define this album and where it is, you know, in the right. in the grand spectrum of things. So, you know, when you said like Tori Amos is in, in the rock, best rock song when I'm like, this is, you know, I don't know. I, I think everybody's confused as to what the hell is going on from a labeling of these albums, you know, and what the songs are. So why do you have to, I guess? Is there anything harder than judging music from 1995? Cause some of it just fucking rocks. It just whips, yeah. right? Like some of it just fucking whips. And that's, I mean, it whips a llama's ass and that's why we know about it. <laughs> and that's why we think it whips. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I, this is a great example. I, of like, I if do. you if this was a huge record for you growing up, I bet you love this shit. And I yeah. do enjoy. I like this album, but when you listed like that that Wallflowers album, like I might rather listen to that, or Melancholy and the Infinite, Infinite Sadness, I might actually rather listen to that. But I don't. Maybe that's just a gut feeling. But Russell, you started the conversation, and I, I, uh, I, I could be way off on this. I think this is a terrible car album. I was listening mm. to it. This is in my car speakers, and I could not differentiate the instruments. It was just kind of like a drone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard that at all. Like, if I if I were good headphones, I, I could. I, can ahead, I ex- yeah. Well, no. Can I explain why that is, Matt? Are you going to say something? Yeah, I got an explanation. No, no. You go first, then I got. So, uh, so Russell, up. this is one of the albums pointing to when they talk about brick walling or the loudness wars of the early two, late nineties, early two thousands. Right now, we put out our podcast. It is leveled at 14 luffs, which is like a, a, what they use. Amazon Music is 14 luffs. Apple Podcasts is 14 luffs. That's a unit of loudness. Okay. This whole album is at negative, instead of negative 14, it's at negative six. So it's way louder, incredibly loud. And in fact, if you look at, do you guys see the, uh, the wave on my yeah. thing of what it looks uh-huh. like? They're all maxed out, every single one of them. Compare this with Faith, 
This is George oh, Michael Fayette. Interesting. So what? everything on this is loud, 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 loud. Science. This entire album is loud. And if you look up one of the other albums, like St. Anger was an album where it got so loud that it started to peak. And that's when there's so much data coming through. It just, it gets cut off. You can't hear the note. And so this is so close to that. That's a big part of this, Russell's. This is the one of the pinnacle of loud albums. I wow. did not know that, but I my ears heard something that I did not like in the in in car speakers. It, I could not differentiate the music. I could hear the hooks and everything, but I couldn't hear any of the instruments. You're totally and I right. think I think a lot of this comes in when you don't have great sing. And I don't know if he's not a great singer or not, but I think Noel. Which one? Which one of the ones? Know. Is don't song? they both sing? I don't know. Noah's one of them sang Wonderwall, and one of them sang. Uh, <laughs> it's it's. Yeah. It's definitely the brother that was smashing all those, smashing those watermelons. I, 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 like, right? I don't think he's got oh. the greatest voice. Like, it I fits for this band, right? But like, if you don't have a great voice, just turn everything else up and Make it let loud. it, you know, bleed no, it out. So true. the only thing I was going to say is, you know, this is Wonderwall. It's such a great song. It's easy to sing to. Everybody loves it. And it's, you know, it's turned into like the soccer anthem, right? You know, when they, when they sing. Yeah. And so like, Rob, I think you got a clip. Mostly in Britain, right? Yeah, I mean, all in Britain. You I know, so, so, so you go to Man City, you know, yeah. Manchester City. So one of the Gallagher, I think they're from Manchester, you know, but they just sing it. It is just awesome when you hear wow. it. When you've got like actual soccer so cool. fans who like actually know the sport well, of soccer. This is the, this is the thing. These are, I mean, these are real soccer fans in England. Right. You know what I mean? Like they really know. They're super into it. They are super you know, into it. And they're, and they're from Man City. So they're singing the song from Man City. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a reason behind it. You know, the wow. Oasis, they're huge Man City fans. Fans, stuff like that. So yeah, so that's so I don't know. It's, it's really cool, cool when you hear like actual Man, soccer fans. So smart. That, that is yeah. really cool that you could be like part of something big like that. Like a, a, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the in the world, right? Right. Man yeah. City. It'd be super fun yeah. to go to a Pep. game and like and, be able to sing along with that tune. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wonderwall. Let's listen to it. This is the first song from the '90s to hit a billion streams on Spotify. Oh, on Spotify. I was going to say, I like to think I helped with that, but it was mostly Napster in Russell's dorm room, so no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we've heard, we've heard some other albums with great songs in like the top four. I think Led Zeppelin four had like the first four songs were all crushers. I don't know about the first two, but you Today put Wonderwall is and, and be the day that gonna throw it back that one that's coming after this. Like, Yeah, these two songs are bangers. Incredible. Incredible. Russell, can I tell you the number two download on uh, Napster? BigTitty.jpg. <laughs> Still waiting for that one to complete. Still, yeah. Like, yeah one it's billion a little views. CamAndersonVideo.mpeg.mp3.virus. All right, we got nine minutes before Rosie's friends get here. We got to so pick good. <laughs> Next up, don't look back in anger. Okay, well, then you're not going to like what's coming up here. All right, but I, I've got something to say about this one. This song is so good. Yeah. And yes. Yes. My ruling going today was going to be about how for two days now I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm Hold getting on, old. Hold on, right here. Right here. Listen, hold on. It's just I mean that's such Amazing. a great piece a of song. Right? Perfect melody, right? Yeah. For two days I've been trying to sing along with this thing, and I don't know if I'm getting old or I'm getting uh -oh. sick or what. I can't. Yeah, do you're it. getting I old. Fucking you're getting can't old. do it, and it's. Bumming me out, man. I was trying to sing along today. Dr. Oh, Armstrong walks by and goes, cracking. I made the right decision. Oh, yeah. It's bumming me out. Such a great song. I love his, I don't know who's singing, but I love his performance. The whole thing's Here, perfect. Let's try it right now. Let's hear it. Come on. Oh, no. I'm going to wake up the whole house. Sally can wait. She 
No, sorry, Aaron. We're going to have to edit that out. It took up too much time. Here's the thing. Uh, Aaron, we are no longer going to admit you to the men's chorus for your senior year after that. Speaking of choruses, Russell, though, this was voted by NME, the British magazine, as one of the, as number one on the 50 most explosive choruses of all time. Oh, guys, you know, that's number one. When I see a pre-made list, I got to make that my list. It's a pretty explosive chorus. That is an explosive chorus. Now, I went through the explosive choruses, according to NME, and I did not pick any songs that we've already done. Okay. I love okay. it. Okay. Very Russell, very Russell of Lake of You. Yeah. I just looked at the top 18, and I also didn't pick songs that I didn't care about. Coming in at 18, <laughs> tell me if you think, and I tried to put a little Was bit. scat man on that list or not? <laughs> Boom, bada, boom. I'm trying to think. I'm the scat man. Boom, bada, boom. You know who was in that one of the most explosive choruses of all time? Who's that? <laughs> the Big Bopper. I would say that was one of the more explosive. I don't know. I haven't read the FAA report on that one. I'm not sure. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to. Guys, and, and I just want to point out, do you see the willpower I have? <laughs> not having him call. Am I, am I strong? Am I a hero? <laughs> yes, I am actually. Hey, hey, Sully, lick my balls. I'm a hero now. Oh I'm a hero now. God. Sully, hey, not Sully the right movie, but <laughs> Sully. Rob, are we, are we doing these in order or did you do them in alphabetical order the way they should be? <laughs> Number 18. <laughs> I put a little bit of the pre-chorus or a little bit of the bridge in here. Tell me what you think. Is this an explosive chorus for you? Oh, shit. Yes, this is great. I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston. Yep. Perfect song. Oh, how it, have we, yeah, perfect song. I'm just going to say, how have we not heard Whitney Whitney yet? How is that possible? I'm telling you, yes. But number 12, most explosive chorus is Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh. oh, this is Yes. Matt, you're shaking your head? No, this is great. Yeah, it fucking rocks. Next up at number 10... Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. this explodes. Yes. Listen, here it comes. This is like if you've been drinking a lot of Gatorades, right, Rob? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> do you think... Explosive. Are, are there Division three schools that are trying to do, like, the Virginia Tech entrances with this music? There's got to be, right? Somebody where there's, Some like, 50 is, people right? on a Saturday, and they're, like, pumping up, like... I think it, it's kind of a similar situation, like, when... Colleges are stealing jump around from Man City, right? That, yes. I would say that's exactly the same. Russell, that's a yeah. great point. God, you guys are so smart today. Check us out. Yeah, that's funny shit. Right I don't, I, I can't, Oasis can't be the top on this list. I'm going to play it again. We'll see what you think. Aaron, you hey. guys know my theory on Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, the greatest jukebox or bar band ever. If they, if Bon Jovi comes on and you're at a bar, everyone's going to be singing everyone's with that in, song. Yep, everyone's in. Next up, guys, another Brit pop. This is one of the few that starts with it. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, this will blow the doors wow. off. Right. Pretty Woo-hoo. simple to sing. That's a chorus right there. At number five, okay. British band. Rolling Stones with I Can't Get No. Parentheses. Satisfying. 
I don't know, guys. I mean, it's a good chorus. Does it explode, though? I don't think it's as explosive, though. Mm. No, no way. Not like... That's like you've had one pineapple, truly. <laughs> you've That's not expensive <laughs> enough. Now, of course, in my many years in the St. Olaf Choir, I, of course, learned what a chorus was. I have to admit, I looked. I had to look it up for this song. And it turns out it's right coming up right here. Daft Punk. Miles Rogers. This, this cannot, this is ridiculous. It's a great chorus. There's nothing explosive about it. No, it's a very fun song, but I wouldn't call it explosive at all. Wow. Like, what? I mean, I don't know. Hey, enemy, you're on notice, okay? You're about to be our enemy. Uh, and last, at number two... You know, maybe it's just the version of that we're okay. listening to. It's not clean and it's not pumped up. It's just hard to top. I want to dance with somebody and live in on a prayer. Like, and interesting, man. Like, those three have to be the top three. Okay. So can I just say something to you guys real quick? And you promise not to be mad at me. Promise. You promise not to be mad. Have another list of uh, crash test dummies. No. <laughs> I wish I did. You guys know how I was on way on vacation. Yeah, my mouse just ran out of batteries, and I can't use it when I'm charging. To look at this, look at this awesome design, <laughs> and I can't do anything on the show without my mouse. Wait, so wait a minute. So we just keep talking. Right? Wait a minute. You know what? You I still use my buttons. Yeah, <laughs> that was the top five list for sure. <laughs> that, was awesome list. that was at least hey, top two list of today. So, well, let's let's go back here, right? Let's pretty explosive. Let's just see. Do we think this is better than any of those? Ones. I would say the the it's Bon Jovi song I think is the one that give, that rivals it. Yeah, this is up there. God, you can hear yeah. how fucking loud this is too compared to those other songs. For real, it's a pretty good Rob, chorus. I'm so pumped you educated me on the volume thing. It, that makes complete sense in my head now. Why I was not enjoying it while listening in my yeah, car. Totally. Uh, next up, hey now. Sorry, Russell. You gave me a compliment. I was distracted. Thank you so much. That's what I meant to say. Do we think Not any of the remasters, because there's a remastered deluxe edition, but then you end up with 40 tracks. Do we think that makes a difference? I don't know. I think this is so far back. I think this is so far back in the process. I don't know if you can unmask. Because that's why we see so many masters in the 90s, is they just literally made everything louder. If you look at like every remaster, they're all louder when they're remastered in the 90s. Wow. And now it doesn't matter because Spotify literally caps the loudness. So well, Spotify, you, you can't yeah, make Spotify it Spotify doesn't have a high def option, right? Like other streaming sources do. So we're all listening to music in different ways. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Swamp Song. Now, this is the song they came out to at that big concert. This is like their opening song. I was like, if I went to a concert and they opened with this, I'd be so mad. It's also very, very Beatlesy. It's from the music. It's from the music standpoint. Yeah, but this is like why they're walking out. Yeah, this is like when Metallica does the good, the bad. I young, can see why they right? started like, this. Is this is the opening yeah. song. It's just like a okay, Russell. I was cool. trying to make fun, but I will say, Aaron said he wanted more instrumentals, and we got one. I kind of every time this one came on, it's only forty seconds. I kind of dug it. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. I, I like this one. Some might say this was the first single off this album. Hey, Rob, I, I, I think you missed the song. I think you missed one. What did I miss? Miss one. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and all the girlies say he's pretty fly for a white guy. Dude, I forgot. Right? That was what you, Russell used to get offspring and Oasis confused. Oh. 
And now yeah. he's in a way different Whoa. place. Now he is a music expert because of our podcast. That I had forgotten I about that. His Jesus life is all changed. It's kind of like the Rembrandts and the replacements. I mean, That's I, true. I get it. I get why you get them confused. I get also. it. Some might say this is the first single off this album, which just shows how fucking stupid people are who do albums. Why would you make this the first single? <laughs> Idiot. Right when you got Wonderwall and Don't Look Back. It's crazy. You would just hear Wonderwall and be like, oh, that's one of the greatest songs of all time. Like, I was going to ask, when I was listening to the album, this, there has to be a mistake when you've got Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger, and neither of them are the opening track, you don't, right? You don't start out with a soft song. They're both softer songs. You don't start out with a softer song. You end you no. end with you end with champagne super perfect ending, right? The but champagne yeah, yeah, super is a perfect ending. So that you, you know, cast no shadow. This song is a skipper for me. This is his. Well, this is his homage to the lead singer of the Verve. Verve. Are you serious? Not to be confused with when you're describing how the Verve feels, because that's an adverb. <laughs> Hey, you for this is for real. This is for real. And I'm actually the lead singer of the verb. Yeah. It, no, I made up like that very verb, boring right? fact. It sounds yeah. like the verb. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh man. Wait, is there a band called the Verve and a band called the Verve Pipe? Yes. The Verve Pipe did Freshman. The Verve did Bittersweet what? Symphony. Wow. What? Very wow. different bands. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and what about El Verve's Costello? <laughs> yeah. Guys. Sometimes you come in with a perfect cap around a joke, and that was one of those examples. Kobe, from deep, nailed it. Hat out of hat. And guess what? The second hat was also good. Uh, she's electric. This is, people compare this to oh, Yo, kind of a John Lennon Oh Yoko sound. I like this one. Kind of a little bop head bopper, right? This yeah. is why they get the Brit pop. You know, you just try to put him something else and. You hear this song, and you're like, okay, well, you're a Brit pop Because you could hear this in the background when you hear somebody say, like, do I make you randy, baby? Yeah. Are you horny, baby? Yeah. By the way, uh, a show not to, sh- a movie not to try to show your kids, Austin Powers, does not hold up. Uh, Why not? I, you don't, I don't want to be watching stuff with my kids where everybody's talking about how horny they are all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot. That's one of his main things is how horny he is. Uh... <laughs> Normal male thing. I listened to the verve, baby. Yeah. Okay. I tried to, guys, you know what? That one getting edited out. Clank off the rim. Okay. Try it again with saying the verve pipe instead of the verve and see if it works. <laughs> I listened to the verve pipe, baby. Yeah. And that was a three pointer. I just won the Mayak championship. Morning Glory. Now listen to this guitar riff. I want to have you guys listen to something. You hear that guitar in the back? Yeah. People pointed out that sure does sound a lot like a song that came out almost 20 years before. REM, the one I love. Oh. It's exactly the same. Listen to this guitar again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's literally the exact same. Wow. Well, they're not shy about, I mean, they're not shy about quoting other bands. They quote. Loosening the Sky with Diamonds at the end of one of these tracks. They literally lift Beatles lyrics uh, about Tomorrow Never Knows. They lift, you know, Starting a Revolution from my, from my Bed is about John and Yoko. Like, they're not shy about borrowing stuff, so it's not surprising. I noticed, too, that uh, it went like this. Do, 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 do. So I think that they're actually fine. <laughs> You're going to get a spanking for that, Rob, next week. 
Untitled Instrumental, Swamp Song, Part 2. There's a second part of the Swamp Song. This part, I was like, this is pretentious. We we skipped over Morning Glory. That is maybe the best song on the... No, no, we we played it, but we kind of skipped past it because we got to get Rosie's buddies here. But this, you know... (laughs) Their, their two best songs are ballads, right? And I yeah. think they didn't want to be a ballad band. And so this is probably like their best non-ballad song, if that's, yeah. a, if that's a thing, you know? But I love so. that about them. I love this this persona of like badass rock dudes who go out and drink a thousand beers and have sex with about all the women break laws and then like they cannot help but mostly write beautiful melodies you know what I mean like yeah. it's just like yep. I love that about them and I I did used to think that their deal was like kayfabe right I used to think yeah. it was like yeah. oh they're just getting they haven't performed together since 2009 it's real bazillions of dollars and they <laughs> right. will at some point they, they, well, they probably get paid other. every time they play that song at Man, Man United games right they probably get a royalty oh, when yeah, every time so. it gets played at what, those soccer games. Lee, whoever the guitar player, he's at every game. and He's in the, yeah. He's a big fan. He, he's good. I'm a big soccer fan. <laughs> that we used to be in these band offsprings. <laughs> I love the verb. Tell Jimmy, I'm trying to see. Listen, you just sat in front of my domestic partner. She's trying to see. Am I going to switch with her? No, listen, I got the eye. I got to get out so she can go to the bathroom. I think that was the logic. Uh, <laughs> final, the sixth and final single, Champagne Supernova. Six singles off this album, though. That's they impressive. performed this at the MTV Music Video Awards or Music Awards. And one of the brothers hit the other one with a tambourine, which I thought was very funny because of the sound it would make. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you said this. I think this is an all-time top three closing song for an album for the band that they are it fits perfectly here at the end you couldn't ask for more at the end could you this is a banger no. I'm trying and I'm drawing an absolute blank what's the final song on Wildflowers by um, Tom Petty I think The Clash maybe had a song it was Train in Vain or something yeah. that was at the end they, that was but one they just better. stuck on that wasn't they hadn't planned that I mean we know Matt doesn't like it but Purple Rain like that's there. That's oh yeah. I mean, right. This one, I, that's actually the best parallel. I think this is a great. This is a great, great a ending perfect, song. It's, perfect. It's such a good album. song. Even if you didn't love the album, it makes you want to go start it over yes. again. Yeah, because you listen to that like, song, you're like, this. I need to run that. I need to flip it over. I need to run it back. Right. Right. Hundred percent. Right. Oh yeah. This is it. This is the ending to Wildflower. Which again, top five album at all time for me. We'll get to it in the two hundreds or something like that. It's a great documentary if you're flying Delta right now about Tom Petty oh. making this album. You guys saw my fucking flight I had yesterday, didn't you? I couldn't see the screen. I don't know. Maybe you didn't take a right picture. You didn't have a video screen or something. No screens. <laughs> and the Wi-Fi was, was down. Really flying Sun Country. Wait, that's only like a two-hour flight. You don't need a screen on two and a half. Here in Ro- Rosie, what, Rosie doesn't like this song though because it's got violins in it. So, no. <laughs> Might as well shut it. That off. makes sense. Well, you know what? We better get right to the rating system. And that was the fucking wrong clip. But, piece of Russell, shit, Russell. You're correct. Ending, ending with like awesome ballads that you just you end out and you're just like, God, that was a great album. And that's what Champagne Supernova was. So. Yeah, yeah. Good call. And it and it brings you. You, you mentioned the ballads. It brings you back to the two songs early in the album. Yeah. That you loved. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're like, this is what's great about this album. 
Just like the albums, we always finish strong with this bit, our strongest bit of the show. It's the rating system. Strong. We are looking at this album at 157 on the list. Hey, Rob, but it's not our longest bit, is it? <laughs> How many bits is it Duration take? or length. How many bits in a bite? Uh, here's the thing. We have... Just edit that shit out. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. It's supposed to be our strongest part. <laughs> Rob, if you keep working it for a while, it will get strong enough to where it needs to be. It'll be long enough, too. Progressive overload is the thing. It's the science. It's like foreskin. You can hang weights on it to have it come back stronger oh than ever. God. Rosie, okay. are your friends there yet? Did they show up? No, we got time, actually. They Dang it. Tell them to hurry up so we can get done with this podcast. Just got their rental car, so if you need to luxuriate, Rob, you can go ahead. Oh, this is sweet. Okay. <laughs> a, a process that bafflingly... Man, you rent a lot of cars, right? What yep. is it about fucking renting a car that takes so goddamn long? <laughs> you have my name. The fucking car is right there. Just give me the fucking Here's keys the and let me you go. You have to just, you sign up for their rewards program, whatever. Like, I forget, National, that's the brand I use. Yeah. You walk right out, you Emerald grab a Club. car and you go. It's the Emerald greatest Club. thing. But waiting in line is the worst. Are you so sure you're not even just if stealing you're one, cars? One-time renter, one-time renter, just join the club so you can get in there and just walk out and go. 157 on the list, okay? And of course, that's what we care about. Oasis, a band that a lot of us loved growing up, okay? Maybe if you were just sitting in your basement, okay, watching Wilson Phillip replays. Uh, watching the now, crying video. Jerking it to Kabuki Steven Tyler. Whatever it took. It's so weird. That, that video part is so weird. I've been saying it again. Listen, okay, is this a rolling well toned, okay? That would be... The perfect album right here, 157, slots right in. It's our first Britpop album. Is this a rolling bone? It should have been higher up on the list. Listen, this is a album that has a lot of hit songs. I mean, there's there's more good songs in this album than a lot of albums we've listened to lately. Or is this a rolling groan? Okay, everybody thought Oasis was a huge deal when we were younger. I think mostly because they were mad at each other all the time. And now, I don't know. Do you still hear people who are like, I just got to play my Oasis. I got to hear my Oasis. Hey, I'm at the gym. Turn on Oasis. I don't know. Is it Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Groat? Russell, what do you think? Guys, at first, I was really confused because, like I said, it was listening to the car, and I couldn't listen to it. It, it seemed all jumbled up to me. I couldn't make out the instruments. And, Rob, you talking about the volume thing makes perfect sense in my head now. It's super cool, but... I have to say, you guys know me. What do I love? Commercial hits. hits. This has got Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger, Champagne Supernova. You put those three songs on an album, it has to be rated in the top 150 or so. So for me, this has to be rolling well-toned. You can't put those three songs on an album and say it's too high on the list. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? What's the story of Morning Glory? Rolling Bone, this is, is at least a top 100 for me. Uh, personally, it's probably like a top 25 type of album. So I'm just, we've talked about it enough. I'm going to say Rolling Bone. This should be way higher on the list for me. Do you think this album is hurt by a terrible name? What's the story of Morning Glory? Oh, I think that's a fantastic name. Yeah, yeah right. I think it's pretty Yeah, good. me I too. It rolls. I mean, it's way better. I mean, like, at least... You don't it, like it, Rob? I was trying to trick you guys. Not especially. <laughs> oh, not I mean, really. it's a I mean, long-ish name. Like, it's a longer name than it's stuff just, it's like... It's just like, 
Blue or what's going on? Or I mean, guys, Oasis is pretentious, right? Can we agree to that? They're a pretentious band, like that's and that's part of their appeal. That's a pretentious ass title, like it's true. A big long ass title. I don't know. No, you're right. It's memorable, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Although I almost forgot. I don't know. I I don't. This one didn't. It's one I had to look up more than once. Aaron, usually let me go. Aaron, Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? What do you think of Aaron? This song. What's the story? Morning. Morning glory. Glory. Yeah, I was going to interrupt you, but realize it didn't make sense. I I don't like this album being ahead of, as I said, stuff like 10. Um, again, we mentioned Whitney by Whitney Houston, still not on the list. So I, relative to albums we haven't heard yet, I don't think it's as good, but it is better than some stuff we've already heard. And Russell's right. The hits are amazing. So I'm just going to give it a rolling well-toned. But it is more explosive than Whitney, according to NME. Disagree. Yeah, it's the number one. Uh, guys, this gets a... Unfortunately, you're all incorrect. Again. I hate to say that. I'm going to try to hurry this up, okay. okay? This gets a rolling too off-phone. Too off-phone? We've heard these songs too often. How can you judge it? This is like judging Happy Birthday. What? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I really... Like, it's just... It just yeah, like, exists. Where does Wonderwall stand? That's true. This is just the way it is. Like, it's... it's it's You cannot say where this should belong because... For those of us who had CDs that just stuck in the car or in the friend's car, they're on a whole different like plane of existence. Next it's up. It's like this album exists because music exists, right? Like what what else would there be? Next up. Do you guys know my mom had a rifle when I was growing up? How are you still alive? The only problem, Jesus Christ, Aaron, I'm trying to make a joke. <laughs> I'm fine. I've already I'm... said this is the best part of the show. <laughs> I'm trying to engage with your jokes. I'm trying to provide some repartee. What? Are you serious? That's your excuse is that you're trying to make it better by saying that? Where do you think I'm going to go with that? I don't know. You opened the door with your mom had a gun. So I don't know. Where are you? Excuse me. No, I said the wording is important. My mom had a rifle growing up. She kept covering it in glue. She always has denied it, but I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. Sticking to my guns. Okay. And that was worth yelling at Aaron at. That was good. (laughs) We've got mama. There's a great got Mama Gun by Erica Badu. Mama Gun by Erica Badu. Are you guys <laughs> listening to me? This is all. We'll just all keep talking. It'll be okay. Don't, don't worry about it. So Aquarians, you guys look up the Offspring. Offspring Americana has pretty fly for a white guy. The kids aren't all right. She's got issues. Walla walla. Why don't you get a job? Come on, come on. Let's get the Offspring on this. I list. hate the Offspring. I just. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm almost positive. Isn't the Offspring another janitor-led band? I think it might be. I think it's our second janitor-led band. Is the Offspring? We're we're gonna see when we get to that album. I don't know if you guys uh, if you've been following sports lately, but I saw that Messi started started playing for uh, the Miami soccer team, and mm-hmm. he's crushing everyone. Yeah, they should just killing it goals all the time and everything. They should, they should probably get like a new goal song. Like, what was that song we were listening to earlier, Matt? Wonderwall. Wonderwall. It'd be great. Yeah, it'd be cool if like an American. It'd be kind of weird. Is it, I mean, it'd be kind of weird though to have a. European song come over to the United States. Like, have a, yeah. he should have an Argentinian song. I mean, we should it's have true. like a replacement song or something, you know, for a Minnesota it, team. I'm just saying it, it would be nice if the Major League Soccer would would use that song. Somewhere in the U.S., right? Can you imagine running out at St. Olaf basketball hearing that banger? <laughs> hey, there's a 49.9% chance we're going to win this game. Ugh. <laughs> 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 He's like the he's like the Jeff Fisher of the Mayak. Yeah, oh, right. God. Just like just good enough. 
<laughs> Never causes problems. Keep them around. The Jeff Fisher of the Mayak. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody called you that? The Jeff Fisher of anything, right? Like, if, if you're the Jeff Fisher of your own house, like, it's not a good... Yeah. <laughs>